I, I can say with all honesty, it did not produce the fundamental shift that I experienced after that four-day retreat. You are listening to what we should have learned in school. So in the last episode, I shared my experience on a four-day retreat in Charlottesville, Virginia, that ended up really fundamentally changing my life. And before that point, again, I, I was very interested in psychology. I had read a lot of books from, for instance, Tony Robbins. I had gone to uh, self-help seminars like uh, the Landmark Forum. So I had kind of dabbled in that uh, realm before. And it's not to say that there weren't things that were valuable with those modalities or those techniques or those theories. But I, I can say with all honesty, it did not produce the fundamental shift that I experienced after that four-day retreat. And the thing is, the changes just kept coming. The realizations and the greater ease um, and the aha moments continued on and on until this day, um, since that 40 retreat, it wasn't something where I had to really work hard to experience change. And I know that sounds a bit strange, might sound a bit weird, because we're, we're kind of conditioned to believe that you have to work hard for anything that's worthwhile, right? That's, that's at least built into my cultural upbringing, you know, work hard, play hard, yet you have to work for things that you care about whether that's your own health and well-being or whether that's a relationship that you're in. There's a lot of efforting. There's a lot of, dare I say, stress, a lot of pressure. And what was so uh, bizarre, but, but delightfully bizarre about my experience after the four-day retreat is that I didn't have to work at it. It just seemed to be coming really naturally. And uh, again, it took me by surprise. And so if we fast forward from 2015, March of 2015, in 2016, I found myself in Madrid, Spain. And it was the first time in my life I think I really experienced what, what psychologists call the, the state of flow, the state of maybe uh, peak performance of kind of, you know, you're not thinking about anything, but you're just doing really well. Another way to say it is I was really in a, a state of the now. If any of you are familiar with um, someone called Eckhart Tolle, you know, or um, meditation practitioners, they talk about the now or being present. I mean, I remember I would, <laughs> I would leave my, my flat, I'd leave my apartment in Madrid, and I would just go like sit by this fountain in the center of Madrid by the Royal Palace and just be like so happy, just sitting in the sun, <laughs> watching kids play, watching the tourists go by, um, sometimes interacting with them, sometimes not. Every now and again, I would just be listening to to really nice music, and I was just in, a, in an amazing feeling of <sighs> feeling alive. I really felt alive, and it was the first time that I just wasn't trying to build a business. I wasn't trying to um, get good grades. I wasn't trying to be some kind of perfect girlfriend. I wasn't trying. I wasn't searching for anything, actually, as I think about it. And and it was uh, really unique to be in that state. And so I had met a gentleman named Kelly Munstrad at a music conference, actually, shortly after my four-day retreat in 2015. And so him and I were still in contact in, in 2016, and we had had a lot of conversations about what I had learned on the four-day retreat, and he had picked up a couple books. Somebody should have told us uh, by Jack Pransky, 
was one book that he saw me reading when we were out in San Diego, and uh, he ordered it for himself and, you know, started absorbing and reflecting on the principles that he was learning in that book and the the stories um, in that book that just seemed so far-fetched, but really happened for people, that people with clinical diagnoses of anxiety, depression, alcoholism, kind of made this sudden and, and amazing recovery and transformation in their own lives. So that's the thing about this. There was nothing special about me and then nothing special about Kelly because what was being shared was having an impact across hundreds or thousands of people. It's, it's impossible to know now how many people have been impacted by, by those books and by teachers and people uh, that are having this conversation, encouraging people to look deeper within themselves, to look at a deeper dimension of thought, to look at what's fundamental of being human. What are the principles? What are, what are things about being human that don't change from person to person or culture to culture or religion to religion even? It might seem like too lofty of a question, but I would argue <laughs> that it might be one of the most important inquiries you could ever make in your life, which is why I wish we were taught this in school. <laughs> Not a dig on the teachers. I, two of my really good friends are, are amazing teachers, but it, it kind of speaks to where our attention is, right? Our attention in at least the societies I've lived in, is very much on uh, external things. It's on status. It's on um, climbing the corporate ladder. It's on finding a really hot, sexy partner, right? <laughs> it's on looking lovely and beautiful yourself. It's on looking fit. It's on all of these external things that really don't seem to make people happy in the long run. It might feel nice to buy a Ferrari for the first couple weeks or so, but after a couple years, you know, the, the spark of it, the specialness of that purchase most likely fades because the mind is already on the next thing that it wants to get, buy, or do, right? It's like this uh, this rat race, really, where the carrot is just, it's always out in front. It's like a series of, actually, I'm getting a visual of like, <laughs> you know, the horse before the carrot. So like a horse that has a carrot on a fishing rod in front. And then when it gets that carrot, it doesn't realize there's an infinite amount of carrots that it still has to strive for to try to get. And that's or that was my experience of, of the societies that I had lived in and grown up in. And I know Kelly felt the same way. Kelly himself had dealt with some really difficult experiences. And what was so amazing to me was to watch his own transformation. Because sometimes it's easier to see change in other people than it is to see within ourselves to really see how we have evolved or how we have come back to simplicity or come back to more our childlike nature. It's a little bit sometimes harder to see that ourselves, but in other people, it's very easy to see because their mannerisms kind of change. Their behavior changes. The, the way that they show up in a conversation, you can really feel that there's a little bit of a different vibe going on there. And so to see Kelly, who was quite busy-minded in the beginning, reach these um, moments of just absolute stillness and kind of like very stoic and, and wise, it was amazing to see what he had discovered for himself. And so we decided in the spring of 2016, when I was in Madrid to take it back to that point, we decided to start a podcast that Kelly was going to help me because he had experience with engineering and uh, was a very, very talented musician and, and much more versed, much more skilled in technology than I was. So we partnered up and we began releasing episodes of this podcast under the name Escaping the Rat Race with Amy Leo which you can see a lot of my early realizations uh, were very much in line with that, right? Getting off that hamster wheel, kind of stopping the obsession with always trying to be bigger, better, smarter, 
to always try to make more money, to look skinnier, to look more beautiful, to have better relationships, to have perfect health, right? It was just like once one thing was attained, again, it was like this, this other set of goals just emerged. You, you, you barely had, I barely, I'll speak for myself, I barely had a moment to enjoy what I had accomplished and be proud of what I had accomplished before my mind was just focused on what I did not have and what I needed, quote unquote, to be better, to be more important, to feel better, um, to be more valuable. I think that it also is no coincidence that during this time I was falling in love with my now husband. During the spring of 2016, it was like a complete letting go, a complete melting away of everything I thought I knew about romantic relationships. And there were moments where I even surprised myself. And again, it was effortless. It wasn't like I was trying to find my soulmate. I mean, I never even used words like that before 2016. I mean, I would be like, eh, you know, <laughs> I thought all the Disney movies were just a bunch of crap. You know, I really just was so content to be this quote unquote, independent woman traveling the world, running my own business. There's no doubt in my mind that the way that I showed up during that time helped us both to get to know each other on a very deep level very quickly and to look beyond or, or kind of ignore in a way or just it, it didn't even occur to me. Like I said, all of these things that we think we know about relationships and how we should be when we date someone, they just weren't even in my realm of consciousness it was really just that beautiful gift of being present moment to moment and having just a, a great time, a really amazing, amazing, amazing time. And so with that being said, I want to keep up those older episodes on this podcast, even as it feels like I'm moving into a new chapter and a new direction with the podcast, uh, with these conversations, and even with my own musical career, which I'll allude to. We'll talk about that a little bit later on, on a couple uh, other episodes so I can update you what I've learned, what I've seen, since I know there's quite a gap <laughs> between one of, one of the episodes there about what I learned in 2020. And I would like to follow that up in the next episode with what happened in 2021 and what I learned in 2021. But before getting there, I just thought it was important. It just felt important to really share my story again from this space of uh, clarity and uh, honesty. And uh, just so you also know a little bit of the why, a little bit of the how it came to be that I'm speaking to you right now. I want to leave us all with this notion that being in the now or being present also comes with a lot of ideas of what we think that is. And sometimes we, we try to do a lot of techniques or we feel bad about ourselves because we, we don't feel like we live in the present. Maybe just uh, let all that go for today. Just take some really deep breaths in and out and just see where that takes you. My name is Amy Leo. You've been listening to What We Should Have Learned in School. I look forward to speaking with you in the next episode.